Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It's Friday the 29th of July. My name is Ben and I am joined as always by Andrew. How are you doing? I'm fine and dandy mate. How are you? I'm all good as well, thank you. I've been uh we we've we've both been pretty busy, haven't we, with our, our personal lives, I suppose. I was yeah, we were gonna holiday. do it on you had Wednesday, a... then we decided we wanted to watch the football. And then Thursday I I had a, an appointment at the vet, so uh, and I which I forgot, forgot about, so we've had to cancel until today. All go. You were at tram lines and you had a uh sizable hangover by the sounds of things oh, i've still got it i don't know i don't know how people do it i mean i went to glastonbury which is longer miles more drunk at uh, tram lines even though they're about five thousand pound a pint so <laughs> you are a disgrace um i am yeah i was on holiday for a bit and uh i've been watching a lot of women's euros as well which uh, mm. maybe mentioned towards the uh the back end of the podcast but yeah first of all this is uh well before we g- get into uh the main, the main meat of the podcast, which is our season preview, which will include uh, a look back at last season's predictions, making some predictions for this season as well, and mm. generally how we think United are going to get along. There has been some news in the uh, the time since we last recorded. Uh, yes. Quite a lot of players have gone out on loan that I don't think we talked about just yet, um, but two inbound si- inbound signings, one who is particularly interesting. Uh, that we kind of mentioned last time, I think, but not in great detail. And that is Rida Kadra, who joins on loan from Brighton for the season. Uh, he played very, very well against us twice last season for Blackburn Rovers. Uh, and yeah, after a, a fairly protracted uh, news cycle around his signing, I think it was. Yeah. It, it, it's, I don't know. Uh, dragged on is the wrong phrase, but I think we, we knew about it quite far in advance and then it felt like mm. it was dragging on for ages. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. Yeah. As opposed to like Tommy Doyle, where it's just like, oh yeah, we've signed this person that you didn't even know about until yesterday. Yeah, um, that's exactly what happens. It gets leaked and everyone starts getting... I mean, it's understandable. We have lost out on targets that way. Um, Tom Lawrence being one, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who we also... I think we also mentioned last time, actually, mm. it was like, oh, if... Feels like we we're uh, about to sign him. Although we did both say we didn't really want him anyway. So. Yeah, so he, he listened to us, didn't he? Heck, you knew. <laughs> Heck, you listened to us. I thought, yeah, those guys know what they're on about. <laughs> Indeed. But Kadra, what do you think of uh, that as a signing? I think it's really exciting. A, a word of caution first is that he is incredibly inconsistent, according to the Blackburn fans. But that was his first season in professional football. Mm. I think we're a good season for him in a, a pretty uncreative Blackburn side. You know, I don't think they were. I know. They, they did well at the first half of the season, but I don't think they were the best side. And as we'll come to the predictions, I, I don't really fancy him this season. I think with better players around him and more skillful players around him, it's really exciting. We're not going to get a replacement for Gibbs White. Mm. And I don't want people to, you know, think this guy's going to take on the mantle and that's it. We're going up just because he played well against us twice, because that's not going to happen because he's nowhere near as good as Gibbs White or as developed. But he's a player that I don't think we've had for years like in terms of his pace alone, actual genuine pace. I can't remember the last midfielder that we had who uh, who had that sort of pace that I've seen from him. I'm glad you said midfielder because there's uh, <laughs> that that sort of big, heavy footprint you oh, can hear is the yeah. sound of Ollie Burke Sorry. entering mm-hmm. the conversation. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, in attacking mid, Gibbs White had pace, but he weren't lightning quick. And I, you know, that's pace, but they're not, I'm talking about this guy. You know, you look at the highlights just against us, and he's sprinting past Madrid. It's not hard as time. It feels that slow, but yeah. <laughs> Exciting's the word I'd use as well, yeah. I, that's, that's how I feel about it. Like, But I'm also, I guess a bit like, like you did there as well, kind of tempering that excitement yeah. a little bit. Um, he was 
from from what I could tell, he was kind of good, not great for Blackburn last season. Yeah. Like you know, their own fans kind of reflect that as well. But and statistically, he was a he was a good Championship player last season. He wasn't. They, like, they argue elite. a lot. The Black, I did the view from, and there was a bit of an argument about how you know well he did with them. But you know, that you look at the stats alone, and as soon as him and Diaz were injured, they just plummeted. I don't know if there's yeah. anything to read into that, but you know. Yeah, I, th- I think there probably is. To be fair, um, and you know, we saw like uh, we saw his ceiling firsthand in those two games mm. against us. You know, mm. if, if he can replicate that for twenty games or so this season with us, we'll be yeah, in a pretty yeah. good place, I think. And well, yeah. if we'd have done a if we'd have done a, a pod, I think we did it at the Premier League about the best players who played against us. He did walk probably what first second choice something like that behind Davis and Jake yeah, Cooper. You know, Jake Cooper. <laughs> Let's not go on. <laughs> yeah, we'll save, save him for next week's pod, I suppose. But no, you, you're right. You know, you said uh, that was like his first. Um, that was his first proper season of senior football. Really, he played like one game, I think, for Brighton before that, and maybe uh, just some appearances for Dortmund's reserves, I think, or the second team. So he played 27 games last season. That I do think that matters. You know, that's kind of it's not quite the level that Gibbs White was at. I don't think in terms of experience at that point because he played a few games for Wolves as well um, and obviously Gibbs White had the uh, England kind of youth level age level experience as well which um, Kadra who is who is German doesn't have as far as I can tell in terms of yeah. uh, Germany's youth system yeah. Um, but yeah that's that you know that suggests that uh, he will develop with us this season and you know what we what he performed like for Blackburn last season could be his baseline that he's going to improve upon this year, which would be very good for us indeed, I think. Yeah, completely. And like I say, realistically, we you might get a Premier Someone will have done well to get a Premier League loan as good as Gibbs White, because he were arguably the best player in the league yeah. last season. So this guy, is, he's got a proven pedigree at championship level. It might be inconsistent, but he's, he's a player who I think, I think pretty much every club in the league would have him in the squad, even if you don't start for him. Yeah, he's a player we needed. Um, yeah, especially when you lose Gibbs White, and I, I think a, a potential attack of Kadra and Jai Brewster and, and Berg, yes, is very spicy. Yes, <laughs> I definitely want to watch that. On, yeah, uh, and on I think can, another thing he he, he can play right wing, and mm. I can sort of see in some matches going almost three four three, maybe not every match with Kadra on the right, maybe even someone like Osborne on the left, mm. and then having those two, you know, Berg and Jai if he's still here, you know, behind one of the strikers as well. So he does give us an option. He's quite versatile. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good set-piece taker as well, from what I understand. Uh, but sort of stripping that out, up to have a stat called uh, attack contribution, which is basically non-penalty shots and open play chances created added together. So it, it like, strips out any any dead balls, so, like, penalties and corners and free kicks and stuff. Mm. And uh, he was in the 74th percentile last season, which is pretty decent. It was uh, alongside names like Sariki Dembele, who uh, played very well for Bournemouth, I thought. Uh, Chong of Birmingham, who's another name that um, I think a few people would like us to sign. I would like that, but I think he was on a lot of money at Birmingham last year, by all accounts. Yeah. Domingos Keener as well is in that kind of bracket. Mm. Remember on loan at um, Barnsley? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and slightly ahead of Berger and Bogle as well, which I thought was quite interesting. So his attacking output, even when you take away this is Kadra, when you take away um his free yeah. kicks and stuff, was was pretty good to be honest. It wasn't utterly elite, but yeah, yeah. it's it was a good platform that hopefully uh he can be even better than that for us this season. So yeah, yeah. good um 
a good signing. I, I didn't expect. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I wasn't expecting us to bring in someone of that level. To be honest, I don't mm. know if I was just being pessimistic or something. But I this season. I mean, at the end of last season, we were talking about you know it's going to be freezing loans, which which it has been other than. Um, uh, Anil, I'm not, still not got to the point of, uh, or is it Anil? I don't know if his first name, but no chance for his second name. <laughs> uh, I mean, and but the the quality of loan signings in Doyle and Kadra have actually surprised me, to be honest. Yeah, I think if I could have made a list of like, uh, I don't know, players who were on loan to the Championship last season that I would have liked us to sign mm. on loan this season, uh, he, he probably would have made like my top five. Yeah. I think with with yeah, yeah obviously Gibbs White, Keenan Davis, Giles, who's at. Um, uh, at Borough now, so yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to see him play for us. Just um, mm-hmm. yeah, don't expect him to immediately be as good as Gibbs White was because he yeah. probably isn't as good as Gibbs White will be, or he will never get to that Gibbs level. White is a player who could be going for thirty million pounds. So if he, it's harsh to even judge him or even sort of compare the two or compare anyone in this league to him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so yeah, that's exciting. I. Hope he's starting on uh, on Monday night against Watford because yeah I I think he will be a fun player to watch maybe yeah. maybe he'll frustrate us at times but um, I'm all for players who can do something um, a little bit out of the ordinary and that's certainly what he yeah. can do um, another player we signed uh, also on loan Kieran Clark from Newcastle yeah. this is a less interesting signing <laughs> I think this, this is, is probably... very Sheffield United this side a 32 year old centre half on loan I like it <laughs> yeah uh, left footed centre back can play left centre back just seems like a solid enough pickup to be honest nothing yeah. from from my point of view nothing to particularly get excited about I don't expect him to start particularly I think Jack Robinson will uh, keep his place might even see Armand Hodzic play on that side as well the one thing I will say about him, for what Newcastle fans said, is he's fantastic in both boxes at set pieces, which is something we have struggled with at both ends. We've obviously talked about Egan's ex-Skinhead at one end, and then obviously we have conceded loads of goals off corners last season. Well, that's what it seemed anyway. Um, <laughs> and I wonder if that's maybe that's the reason why he's been brought in. Yeah, could just. I mean, it could just be cover, I suppose. I mean, if you, I, I actually went back and listened to um, last season's preview podcast that we did mm. um, in preparation for this one, and we did kind of highlight lack of defensive depth at yeah, the start. Yeah, that, that, that were true. That turned out to be true, that, that particular prediction, because obviously we ended up with Kyron Corden and uh, Femi Sarike playing. So. Yeah, and that, and that was, you know, we, we recorded that even before, you know, like a month before we'd signed Ben Davies, for example. Um, mm. So here we are, we brought in two, uh, I would say, starting calibre, you know, realistic starting calibre centre-backs to yeah. supplement Basham and Egan and... Yeah, Jack Robinson, who redeemed himself massively in the second half of last season. So, yeah, that's I'm I'm happy with that one. It's a you know low cost signing. I think he's out of contract at the end of the season, right? Glock? Yeah, that's right. Uh, same as Kadra, I think as well. So, I mean, I don't know what the deal is with Kadra, uh, to be honest, completely. But um, these are two players that we probably could pick up if we wanted to at the end of the season. Is he not signing a new contract at Brighton? I don't, I don't think he signed a new contract at Brighton now. Hmm. That's weird. Because yeah. we supposedly have an obligation to buy him if uh, yeah. if we get promoted, which I guess is. I think that's why the deal took so long because there was he's bizarre <laughs> as a deal. Uh, but back onto the defensive thing, I think I'll be surprised if there's any teams in the league who look stronger defensively in terms of the squad. Mm. Um, we've got massively good backups now because we did suffer hugely last year. We had Ben Davis at right centre half, and you know everything were everyone were all over the place. 
you'd hope that that won't be the case this year. We do look really, really strong in that area. It's the one area I think you can't really ask for any more at championship level. Yeah, I think so. And now we have some contingency. If um, you know, that Basham, I don't know whether they came back too soon from that MTL, mm. but um, he had quite a poor end to the season, I thought. Mm. Uh, def- defensively, anyway, um, he did. Yeah, I thought going forward is pretty much the same. But um, yeah, so if you know, if, if that's decline kind of carries on or gets worse then we have cover here now which is good like real cover rather than you know people who are on loan at boston united for example yeah <laughs> yeah basically where we were last season um so yeah that's good talking of um outbound loans uh yeah you mentioned femi sariki he's gone on loan to rochdale in league two harrison neal to barrow of league two zach brunt to boreham wood who in the national league uh, Jean, I think it's pronounced Bellowin, has gone to Boston, yeah. or I believe in the National League. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, and I've just closed the tab I was reading from, so that's not very helpful. Oh yeah, Marcus Dewhurst is at uh, Scunny now as well. Yeah. Um, obviously played against us in a friendly. A Any good of those game by all accounts. Had a good game by all accounts. So. Yeah. Any of those names jump out at you particularly? I'm really interested to see how. Um... Uh, Sariki does actually because we, we've had a, we've had a lot of talk about when he came in. I think a lot of people were excited, and, and I thought he looked out of his depth, which is understandable in that particular game against Forest. But it's for the Premier League, you know. What I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. a really really difficult game. But I think even in that game, he, he looked quite a big lad for his age, and he, he's obviously pacey. And I'm interested to see how he does. Yeah, so he uh, he had a uh, a funky funky season last season, didn't he? Because we sent him to Beershot, he barely played cannot have helped his development at all apart from I don't know maybe it helped him learn French or something like that but yeah. <laughs> that was basically yeah. the only benefit um and then yeah we, he comes back uh he ends up play like actually starting against one of the best teams in the league and unsurprisingly having a, a difficult game not he wasn't awful by any means I've definitely <clears throat> saw players play worse for his last season but I think out of his depth is is fair I mean because mm. then we sent him on loan to to Boston right yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And now he's in League Two, so he, he apparently had a storming time at, um, at Boston. So that mm. was that was good to see. But yeah, yeah. he bounced. Yeah, he must. That must have been a very confusing season for him. I imagine so, yeah. as a teenager, just yeah. getting started in football. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see him go to a League Two team, and uh, yeah, hopefully get a, a full, consistent season of development there. Um, the one name that does jump out at me is Zach Brunt going to. Boreham Wood, and this is—I guess it jumps out more in a—I um, uh, don't know—a a, a a news... negative way. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like a newsworthy, yeah. catches the attention kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Because that obviously that tells us a bit more about Zach Brunt's development than um, than we knew previously. I would I would suggest uh, yeah. if if we view his level as National League, which is where he was on loan at last season, I think. With um... it is, but it last. I mean. Last season, to be fair, Boreham Wood, I'm just looking at Boreham Wood finished ninth last season. He started off at Southend, who had an appalling start, obviously, and then got better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he was at Notts County, which seemed like a really good move. Big club for the for the league that they were in, in the playoff run. Obviously, they didn't go up in the end. And I don't know, Boreham Wood just seems like at best a side would step for him. Yeah, and uh, he's 20 years old now. He turns 21 mm-hmm. later this year. And you see um, our blaster come through, and you're thinking, has he overtaken him now? You, you presume he has. I think he probably has, yeah. And I, I bring I bring this up not to, um, you know, not to, to to crap on Brunt by any means. I I think this is a good, you know, I'm sure he will have a professional career in the game. Mm. It's just, um, yeah. you know, this time last year in this very podcast we were talking about 
uh, this kid could it could be his breakout season. You know, in terms of he could finally be properly involved in our squad and getting some minutes off the bench and getting the odd start here and there. Um, mm. But yeah, that that looks like it's probably not going to happen for him. It's just, it's just looking at the bottom mud squad, by the way. Uh, they have a player called Lee Unlove, who. I don't know if there's any relation. It's bizarre, but yeah. And also someone called Alfie Egan. And they've got Nile Ranger, so... <laughs> Nile Ranger. Who's the Borenwood manager? Do you know? I feel like they were on... Uh, uh, they, they, yeah, they, they, they had a really good cup run, didn't they? Yeah, actually. exactly. So I've definitely... Uh, the manager is Luke Garrard. Garrard? Garrard? Yeah. Garrard? Anyway, I've never heard of the guy, but yeah. Wimbledon. I used to play for Wimbledon. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, total, total time to that. Um, yeah, so those are the outbound loans. I'm not sure we'll see anyone else go out because we've just uh, released the squad numbers. I think uh, Gordon today. might go out. I think Gordon oh, yeah, might that's go true. out. Um, I, don't, I don't think Carl Blaster will go out. We'll come on to our mm. predictions and stuff later. I think he might stay, Carl Blaster. I think he'll probably... I can see him playing against West Brom in the League Cup, actually. Mm. Well, let's just get on to that in terms of um, pre-season chat. Mm. Uh, so as I said, I was on holiday. You've been, uh, you know, getting <laughs> cavorting. Yeah. Uh, you, did you manage to watch any of our preseason games? I've not watched a single minute. I watched the highlights, but I've not watched a yeah. single minute. But I, which has made me enjoy the fallout even more. People getting proper panicked <laughs> about, you know, oh my god, how are we going to do anything when we've lost to Scunthorpe or Mansfield and stuff? But um, I do understand the concerns realistically. I genuinely do. I had a bit of a, a ding dong with someone in S two about how important these things were, and I always go back to the David Weir and. Nigel Atkins didn't lose a single game in pre-season and they were both appalling. Under Chris Wilder, we beat one league team um, in the in his first season. We got off to a poor start, but obviously we're under a point season. I don't think you can read that much into it. Yeah, so I've only watched one game. I went to the Burton Albion game last week, um, which I really enjoyed because I like going to Burton. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I feel... Um, so I think with me, yeah, obviously it's, it's not ideal when you lose 3-0 to, was it Mansfield? Yeah. And like, with... Don't get me right, it's an eye opener. You don't... Hang on. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather win these games than lose them, but ultimately yeah. I don't care at all. Like, and I, I don't, I think I've learned to not really read much into, not just the results, but like the individual performances as well of players. Like you can't, I, I just don't think you can gauge anything because you don't know how much effort they're putting in, how much effort the opposition's putting in, you know, in terms of the, we're being told like after half, after 60 minutes or whatever, like, right, just ease off a little bit now. Well, you know, make sure you're not getting injured. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I just never read well, that much into it. On, on all the, I listened to all his after match interviews and he didn't seem really bothered at all. He, he said the defending's not good enough and blah, blah, blah. But he was like, yeah, good workout. You know what I mean? He, he didn't seem concerned. Yeah, but the uh, the couple of things that I did find uh, interesting or notable from the one game I watched against Burton, uh, one is a trialist at right back or right mm. wing back, Sean Robertson. Um, it's been a long time since I've. I mean, I don't get to that many friendlies to be fair, um, mm. but it's been a long time since I've seen a trialist for yeah. a uh, you know a United yeah. first team kind of thing. And it's that's it's, one for Dead about that for his next pinch article. All the trialists that we've had. Yeah. <laughs> Even more niche. Um <laughs> I, I still don't understand the the mystery around trialists. Like why yeah, not just, just, say, just yeah. why not just say what it is? They're like it's not it's not like we're gonna get through the whole ninety minutes without knowing who the mystery man was playing yeah. at right wing back. So just tell us. Um he did okay. He uh he is a youngster from Palace's Academy. Um yeah, obviously brought in 
because Bogle's not going to be here for um, the first third of the season, it's been reported. And it's yeah. so you're yeah. looking at after the World Cup there, realistically. Yeah. Baldock had a knock at that point, but then he did play the next day mm-hmm. against um, Barnsley. So maybe not quite total emergency status. But yeah, I, I quite like the look of Robertson. He had a he had a sort of 15-minute mare where everything he controlled uh, went straight out for throwing her a goalkeeper. You messy finish, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, very lively on the ball. Looked like, a, a, again, this is against Burton of League One and... I don't know how strong their team was. I don't know how well prepared they were for this game, but good dribbler. Uh, looks pretty good crosser as well. Might be worth you know adding to the squad if we can. We had the bizarre thing of him scoring a screamer for um, on trial for Derby County. Yeah, for Derby, day. yeah. Because people were furious. I like, said, "Oh, he can't play because he's got other commitments." What's he doing? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> he should be playing for us, but he's, he don't know if he's going to get picked for us. He's got to obviously you know put himself around and, and see what's the best offer for him. Yeah, I'd, I'd suggest the fact he's not been signed yet probably means that Hecky not that fussed about. No. I don't think. Um, maybe we'll It'd be a shame to lose a loan space though on a on a right back just because Bogle's injured as well at the same time. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, so that's Sean Robertson. Um, yeah, maybe maybe a name we never utter again on this podcast. You never know. Um, and the other one's Ollie Arblaster. My first mm. look at him playing for us because I. I don't believe I've seen him play for the play him play for the under twenty threes, largely mm. because he only turned eighteen earlier this year. Yeah. yeah. Um oh, this kid. And I don't want to get too too hyped up here, but very enjoyed watching him play against Burton. Yeah. Like looks a really tidy footballer. Um and I and I mean this in like uh not in sort of predicting how his career is gonna turn out, he's just I don't know, this is the kind of footballer I like watching. I put yeah. like uh Hassan Iari in that bracket as well. You know, whenever I watch like the under twenty threes, I'm always I always yeah. really enjoy watching him play. Yeah. And um yeah, our blaster is the the same kind of thing. Just like you know, fast fast decisions, you know, able to get out of tight spots really, really comfortably, it looks like. I thought he would be out on loan this season, but now that he has a squad number, I am wondering, as you said, if he's going to stick around and be someone who actually gets first team minutes for us even though he is only 18 yeah completely and I've not seen him play myself so I can't comment on him but I've, everything I've seen like in terms of clips and heard really 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 good things about him yeah it looks looks super tidy so mm. yeah we've got like another month of the transfer window I think so um, yeah I, I think he'll be involved like in these first first three four weeks Definitely. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially now that you can make five substitutes as well. Uh, yeah. And Tommy Doyle is not fit to start the season, although it yeah. sounds like he is back on the grass. This is the thing I'm looking at our, uh, the first game of the season. I'm thinking like, oh, what a player! I think it's not really that much better, if if at all better than last season. Should we make? And I completely forgot Tommy Doyle existed because I've sort of written him off. And yeah, I think he's, I think Tommy Doyle on the face of it is someone who comes straight into the first team. Mm, for Fleck. Yes, this is what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right, yeah. Um, unless Fleck starts the season. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's an opportunity for Fleck or Osborne, whoever gets that shirt, to say, right, you're not dropping me. But I think when Doyle comes back, he sh- you know, if, it, if the season were now, I'd pick Doyle. Mm. Based yep. on, it's on nothing, so I've never seen him. But it's just <laughs> the fact that we need to upgrade in that area. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a couple of nice goals from Jefferson at Burton as well. Really, uh, Really well taken finishes, um, 
then yeah, I'm sure his name will pop up later on in this episode. Uh, still no kit. <laughs> still playing this crappy white thing, yeah. which uh, it looks so cheap. <laughs> that white, that white it's, effort we were playing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what. I mean, I, I don't know what's happening. I've got to admit, I'm not that bothered because That's I don't true. buy kits. But I don't understand people do, and they, you know, they're really into it, and it is weird. I'm not going to say it's not weird, but for me, you could play in the 1965 shirt, and I really won't care. But it is bizarre. <laughs> the players think, might. It's like well, yeah, the players might, yeah. It's be like... but I think there's a few clubs in there. I mean, as Derby's revealed theirs today. Actually, I just saw that it came up yeah. on my timeline on Twitter. So there's loads of clubs who have not got it, but I, I don't know the reasonings or anything. It is weird. I can't say. That I mean, anyway, bothered though. I can't, I can't, I can't lie to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess, I guess I'm kind of similar. It, it sounds like it will be launched on Monday uh, to coincide with the Watford game, uh, which mm. is obviously the latest possible time yeah, that it could be launched. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's gone on there, but um, I I highly doubt the club planned to <laughs> leave the kit launch till three days into the EFL season as it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. Right, uh, predictions. Let's ready do it, to, man. Ready to get into it. Um, and we're going to start with the Blades as well. And I wanted to re recycle our um, sort of feature from last season where we looked at the... We decided there was so much uncertainty about how United were going to get on and like how they were going to look and all this, mm. that we gave a best-case and worst-case scenario and then from that gave where we thought they would finish. Um, mm. Our actual prediction last season, we both uh, kind of improbably picked to the same league position, which was fourth, <laughs> and yes. United finished fifth, which I think counts as a win, to be honest. Like That's not bad. There's Especially after league I was positions. started, and I think I've gone way over the top. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We said we were going to make the playoffs. It was okay. fine. We did say we'd get promoted as well because um, you know yeah. we wanted we wanted to have some fun, I suppose. But we would have was... some strikers. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a. I feel like that was a pretty good prediction, all told. Yes. To be honest. Um, so this season, do, do you want to do best case, worst case again? Are you prepared yeah, we'll for do that? that? Yeah, I, I mean, we... I'll start if you want. The, the best case scenario, and I don't think it's unfathomable, is that we win the league. I think it's wide open. I mean, I would do it just like for you for this thing. I was looking at like, and I think you've been similar. Where I was looking at the table or, or the, the teams in the championship, thinking I don't really fancy them for automatic. No one's going up automatic in my mind, like because there's no one <laughs> that strong. I were really struggling. So I think it is wide open. I don't think the competition's as good as last season, personally, because I don't think the three going down are as good as the three went up. I don't think any of them have got the money that Bournemouth spent in January. And I don't think any of them are as good. For me, none of them are as good as Fulham. And Forrest were pretty much unstoppable on that run at the end with the five incredible loan signings. There will be a team who come, you know, who deservedly win the league. But right now, I'm really, really struggling to think, right, these are definitely going to be up there. Mm. And I think uh, when we did our predictions last season, I was kind of open about saying, like, oh, my championship knowledge at that point was, you know, probably as low mm. as it's been for 10 years or something yeah. like that. Um, and so it was a little bit stab in the dark with some of them. But yeah, I feel like I have a bit more of a steer on it this year. Um, so yeah, with, with United, um, what needs to, what do you think needs to happen to have that best case scenario season? Where we storm the league? Did you did you break any of these down? No, I didn't. But I do think that for a start, we need to have a minimal amount of injuries. I mean, and I'm not 
I don't think we can expect to go where we had those two seasons with Wilder where we've ever got any injuries. Mm. But we can't have anything like last season. We we just can't do that again because we, we were it were incredible that we got in the playoffs when you look back at the, some of the scenes we were putting out and, and the amount of games we were playing in such a short space of time. So we do need to avoid injuries. We need to start creating more. I, I, whether that comes from a different place, Gibbs-White were obviously fantastic last season. Kadra, Endai, Berger, if you're still here, Doyle, uh, Brewster even these those five need to be creative in some way whether that's just like with pace or creative off the ball or whatever we need at least three of those five I think to, to really shine yeah fair enough I'm just looking we had the what's this six, uh, the seventh best uh, expected goals for last season so that's like yeah. a, you know a measure of chance creation I think we'll be okay defensively I'm really really happy with defensively we'll have poor games everyone does but I'm really happy that we'll sort it out defensively Bogle missed I think if Bogle were fit I'd be much more optimistic yeah for sure so although we were seventh I just wanted to say we were we were miles off Bournemouth like we we had yeah. an XG of 67 they had uh 82.3 so what's that's 15 better uh fulham obviously had 94 and scored 106 goals so but then they had mitrovic up front i suppose um yeah so so def i agree if that can improve um then that is probably what will need to happen in order to have a yes. best case season um yeah. i've got a few like other specifics uh and jai plays longer than 60 minutes per game <laughs> yeah. every game Yes. Uh, the form that Brewster showed for the month before his injury is the form he shows over a full season this yep. season. Yeah, that, that, will... that is big. That is big because by the sounds of it, we're not interested in another striker, which is not something I'm personally happy about. But if that is the case, we do need Brewster in particular to, to have that impact that he did for his last month. Mm-hmm. On a related note, Berger is convinced to stay till mm. at least January and plays like he did for the last few months of the season. That could yeah. be absolutely huge for us. Um, if Fodringham is the keeper that we saw last season, and that wasn't just a blip, like he just carries that on, yeah. Uh, either Basham shakes off some of that rust I mentioned, or uh, Ahmed Hodzic just slots into his place very nicely. Yeah. Uh, Jebison or maybe Asula take a step forward, and they become yeah. like a, a viable occasional starter or a game-changer off the bench. Yeah, yeah, that's a um, big one. Yeah. And I put this one in here less, I guess this is less a absolute must, but more because I wanted to just make sure we mentioned him at some point, to be honest. But uh, Ishmaela Koulibaly is a, yeah, a, yeah. a contributor for us. Um, so, yeah, this guy was the, the mystery man last season, mm-hmm. wasn't he? And arguably the season before as well. And a lot of calls to get him back from beer shot and get him in our team, particularly when we were you know, short in midfield numbers and stuff. And I, I finally saw him with my own eyes in the flesh, Playing for Sheffield United in uh, in a friendly and yeah, I I thought he was okay to be honest. I, I don't, I really don't expect him to be a big player for us, but maybe I'm wrong. And uh, yeah, yeah. We, we have a prediction category that you could maybe include his name in later on in this, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, are you expecting any much of anything out of him? I'm not to be honest, but I've not seen him. I, I'm purely going on his last season at Beershot. Uh, I know we obviously said that he, Milan or whatever it was we're interested in, so there must be something there. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I, I, my ideal for him at the moment, I think, would be going out on loan to a, to a, a, an English club, but I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, I think Heckingbottom mentioned he might want more game time at the end mm. of the transfer window, so yeah. we'll see. He's another one I think will 
I think he'll get some minutes in the first part of the season because I he, think in the League Cup in particular, another one for the League Cup. You know, I think he'll he'll not not start, but I think he'll definitely come on. Yeah, I can see him coming off the bench in uh, the league as well in the next mm. few games. Um, yeah, just as a uh, energetic box to box player is yeah. what, he, what he looks like. To be honest, um, yeah. pr- pretty tidy on the ball as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's the best case scenario. I, I agree with you that uh, yeah, the the like upper limit is automatic promotion, same as last season. Really, um, we just got off to a dreadful start, obviously. Um, yeah. So what about the worst case scenario? We should have done this the other way around, actually. Yeah, so. we should have. Yeah, so, <laughs> negative. Uh, I think the worst case scenario is that Gibbs White is just too big a miss, and we play mm. dull football, create few chances, which we saw in a few games last season, to be honest, um, and get. I don't think we'll go down, but you know we get by by with a really dull season with dull wins. If you know what I mean, sort of. Because I do expect the defense to be decent, but Norwood and Fleck continue to regress. I mean, Norwood, Arsh and Norwood, but Fleck, you know, I think if Endai isn't actually as good as we think, and he's just had a, a good first season, as some players do. If Berger goes, if Kadra's a flop, you know, if Brewster and McBurney continue their prolific era <laughs> <laughs> goal scorer, uh, McBurney's got one in 51 and Brewster's got four in two seasons. So, it, yeah. And then one that you mentioned just then, which I didn't even think about, is did Wes just have a purple patch? You know, I, I, there's a lot of things that could, could really, really in the balance, I think, this season with whether we could get automatic promotion or completely miss out on the playoffs. And I think Endai, Berger, Kadra, Brewster... Dare I say, McBurney? They're they're pivotal to that. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I same as last season. I think our floor, uh, like the worst case scenario, is lower mid table. That was what yeah, I said last yeah. season, and and we sort of had the worst case scenario last yeah. season, didn't we? Like yeah. most of the things that we mentioned is like, oh, this will be a total disaster for us. Kind of happened, and then mm. uh, a few other curveballs as well. You know, like the Ramsdale situation and the the mess at goalkeeper that we had for um, a couple of months there until Fodrick yeah, was just yeah, yeah, yeah. finally installed as number one once uh, Olsen departed. Um, so some other things that would uh, be major red flags for me. Uh, we sell Berger late in the window and then any, yeah, yeah. any replacements are more Connor Hurahan than Morgan Gibbs-White. I really hope there's a plan in place because there is every chance he could go. Yeah. Um, and if he like does, Ramsdale. He, like, yeah, uh, we need to be there, bang, like that. We can't be doing, as you said, with Ramsdale, where we had Fodringham and then Verips. And, you know, and, and Olsen came in late. We, we need to have someone ready, right, he's coming in, that's it, bang. A bit like Middlesbrough today, they've got rid of Tav- Tavernier and they brought the, the kid in from Brentford, is it Foss or whatever he's called? Foss. Or? Foss, yeah, and, he, and he's come in and, and both deals have happened on the same day. That's what we need. Yeah. I almost want to defend uh, or even praise United for bringing Olsen in you know for uh <laughs> in terms of like that was clearly the plan like yes like yeah. the, took, if, took a while if we get... lose Ramsdale this is who we're going to bring in yeah. um it just I don't know I feel like the process was good it's just Olsen was really really bad what yeah. I do like about this year because people are saying oh we might sell someone because we obviously spent money um I like how we've done it the other way around though we have, we have actually brought people in before we've sold yeah which is uh is novel we mentioned last time yeah. we hadn't made a signing until like yeah, Mid- midway through um, uh, August last time, and I'm so, sure Eckingbottom, you know, he, he's he, he doesn't strike me as a happy-go-lucky sort of manager. I'm, I'm sure there was something in place, whether it's good enough, I'm not sure, but you know, I'm sure there was someone out there who, right, if he goes, we're jumping in for him. Yeah, and there has been uh, there has been bids for uh, for Berger by the sounds of it, but mm-hmm. not even close to our uh, valuation for him, no. which is uh, encouraging all round, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. That we're, that we're gonna 
uh, yeah, stick our heels in, I suppose, and say, no, yeah, yeah. you're going nowhere, mate, until somebody <laughs> gives us uh, somebody gives us our money back at least. Yeah, um, yeah the Fodringham one, I, I'd be surprised if he becomes like a bad goalkeeper. He just might not yeah. be as good as he was last season. Which you don't need him to be. We shouldn't true. need him to be. True, true, true. Uh, I saw some people say, because you know, when he made a mistake against Barnes, like, oh, should we be looking at a new keeper? So, gee, we can't keep it. Every time a keeper like, lets a goal in, everyone's always, oh, I'm not sure about this guy. <laughs> Leave him to it. He's, yeah. like, I think he's, he's earned some slack for sure. And he's already here. I don't, again, I don't want us to invest a resource in, like, no. you know, like you were saying about a goalkeeper. Like, uh, excuse me, like you were saying about a lone, si- a lone yeah. spot on right, right back. back. Yeah. Yeah, he's here. We've got Adam Davis. He's, I know he's injured at the moment, but he's, he's not going to be out forever. Um, it looks like we're just going to uh, ride with Jordan Amissa on the uh, on the subs bench for now, yeah. the, uh, yeah. the youngster. Well, I think the, the thing is with that, um, because I think it's any, any keeper under 25 doesn't count as a... Uh, as a as a, an established goalkeeper, I think this is right. It might be twenty four. So if Fodrigan got injured, we would be allowed to have an emergency loan signing in goal. We obviously, Davo, yeah. as he's being called, Adam Davis being out. Davo, yeah. Who was it pulled that one off last season? Was it Luton? They just like yeah, ca- casually Ingram. signed the best goalkeeper in the championship yeah, on an Ingram emergency got, uh, Ingram from Hull. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, went through five keepers. Obviously, they brought Westwood in at one point, and yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, that's that. Uh, that doesn't concern me, but it could still happen if we're talking mm. worst case scenario. Uh, this one, I think, is is more is a bigger possibility. What if Bogle doesn't come back the same mm. player or doesn't come back at all this season? Like, yeah. what's going on with Jaden Bogle? I mean, the only thing there is, and I don't think I, uh, Baldock did thrive in a in a good team under Wilder, mm. it's, and he's not fell off a cliff like Ender Stevens. No, he's I, just not as good. As, he's not just as good nowhere as near as attacking, and this is why I mean, this is where the other guys are going to have to step up because mm-hmm. Bogle were massive for us when Gibbs White were out. Him and and I basically carried us in an attacking sense, um, and, and obviously Baldock's he's not that sort of player. It's not going to happen. So if that does happen, we are going to have to create chances from elsewhere. I honestly think if Bogle was fit and Sharp was fit, and I was confident that Berger was going to stay, I think I would be tipping us for automatic. Like, I, I, I think, think we've I, got a real chance of it, yeah. I think we'd have been with a real, real shot. Yeah, if I if I could guarantee those three things, then mm-hmm. I'd feel really good about our chances. Yeah. Um, but, the yeah, those are things that aren't, aren't happening at the moment, unfortunately. Um, what if Brewster, Jebison and Asula aren't the finished articles, and that leaves us yeah. relying on uh, an injured slash aging Sharp and... Uh, McBurney, lol. <laughs> I, I, the, the, the forward position, there's two positions for me that are really sort of concerned, not really concerned, but the biggest concern in an attacking, in a going up sort of way. Uh, midfield, I still think he likes legs. I, I haven't seen Doyle enough to know if that will remedy that or Cabine uh, either. I've not, I've not seen, I've not seen him enough to see if that will remedy that neither, or even our blaster. But I saw I, we definitely liked legs in midfield last season, and I, that was something I wanted us to to improve on and we, we haven't so far I don't think like I say unless it's Doyle and the four positions we're going into a season with two kids someone who's going to turn 37 a guy who's got one goal in 51 uh, another guy who's got four goals in two seasons uh, uh, you know and then and die maybe who's not really a, a striker it's it's asking a lot of players who have failed for us or, or haven't delivered for us so far to step mm. up yeah I'm, I'm just trying to I'm trying to work out how I actually feel here, and I, I sort of feel 
we discussed this last time, but a lot went wrong for us last season, and we still finished fifth, and we're yeah. a penalty shootout away from Wembley. So, I mean, I don't know. It, that sort of makes me feel like even if a lot goes, you know, even if some of these things I'm saying now, even if they do happen. Mm. Maybe it won't be that bad. Like maybe we could still be a playoff challenger. Not yeah. like, you know, not locked into the playoff. But maybe we, you know, we'll be in this touching distance. I mean, with it being a, a poor division, I, I mean, no offense to Luton, they did fantastically last season. And I expect people are right. I'm not going to think they'll be down at the bottom this season. I think they'll be up there again, Luton. But maybe not playoffs, but you know, challenging. But like Cameron Jerome up front and Snodgrass in midfield and stuff and. We're sat here worrying whether oh his cadre are going to be good enough, and you know what I mean. It's if you can get in, in this league a, an organised team, you can you can go very far. Yeah, that's it. I, I think this is a an organised team that still has some like a sprinkling of quality. If if Njai yeah. plays more, that's huge for us. If cadre yeah. is at least as good as he was for Blackburn, mm. uh, that'll be great for us. Doyle, I think, when fit, yeah, that that gives us, um, you know, more than we had uh, in in backup last season. Yeah. Certainly, the defense ostensibly should be better with um, yeah. uh, Ahmed Odzic and uh, and Clark coming in. Yeah, yeah, and we rode we rode all those injuries last season and still managed to finish in the top six. You know, with yeah. like pretty comfortably in the but end. But then die up front and Jefferson and Asula as backup. It's you know it can be done. Exactly. So where are we going to finish the season? Give me your uh, give me your league position and your logic. I've gone fifth. Oh, for God's sake, I knew you were going to do this. Have you done fifth? Yeah. Yes. Back, <laughs> back on the back on the back on the uh, the same page. I like it. Um, I don't think we are good enough going forward to get automatic. I think we're good enough defensively to get playoffs. Basically. Yeah, I, I expect us. I, I can sort of see us having a slow start again. I think yeah. just with. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be as bad as last season, but I can yeah. see maybe up till maybe up until the World Cup, I can see us being eighth, ninth, something like that, and then I can see us getting into the playoffs because I think the squad depth that we have compared to other teams will help. Even though we had all those injuries last season, we were still bringing people in, such as Baldock, who would get into the majority sides in the league. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll happen again. And I think we will have the, the, a better squad depth than most sides, which should probably get us over the line. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we've had like an amazing transfer window so far. I, I've seen. Uh, well, I don't know if I've seen more people say I don't think it's an amazing transfer window than people who've actually been saying it's an amazing transfer window. If you know what I mean. I think it's been um, seven out of ten. I think. I think it's been a good one in the sense that we've not lost anybody other than Gibbs White, which we're always going to happen. Mm. And we've brought in a good replace, a good replacement, possibly as good as we could have hoped for in Kadra as a replacement for for Gibbs White. The defense is absolutely completely sorted now. I think Tommy Doyle could be a massively pivotal signing, actually, one way or another. I think he, you know, I don't want to put loads of pressure on him, but I think he maybe could be the the, the major signing or the most important signing. If he can nail down that midfield role next to Norwood or maybe even in place of Norwood, I think mm. that could be huge for us. And we ain't done yet, we should say. You know, I mean, no, we'll bring a couple obviously. in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be uh, extremely negligent not to make the most of those loan spots, to be yeah. honest. And obviously... Yeah. Um, as we saw last season, the better players do come available right at the end of the transfer window, pretty much yeah. with um, with Gibbs White. Uh, so yeah, it, it may. I actually had this in my uh, my best case scenario. Uh, I forgot to mention it, but what if our best signing of the transfer window isn't actually here yet? Just like last which season. is what happened last season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. we've seen other club, clubs do it as well. Forest, you know, I don't think they they got Keenan Davis in January, in fact, didn't they? 
Yeah, they did indeed. Yeah, um, but yeah, I also I also think we'll be. Um, I think we will make the playoffs. But um, in terms of prediction, I'm going to go exactly where we finished last season and yes. one, one position Same. worse. I just I I think my biggest concern is up front. Like, who's going to finish the chances? Um, and Jai was a slightly below average finisher last season, not mm. massively, but just on his XG numbers, he slightly underperformed. Um, Sharp, how? I just don't know how how he's going to come back or when he's going to come back. I know he's back in training. I think he actually played in a behind closed doors friendly the other day, right? Against Rotherham. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think he'll be at least on the bench for Watford. Yeah. Yeah. So that's encouraging. But then, uh, big fat liar Heckingbottom was trying to <laughs> trying to kid us that he would be available for the playoffs. So yeah, yeah. What what are we uh, what are we to believe? Um, so yeah, that's that's my main area of concern. I think. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about the defense. Uh, I guess maybe if you you know maybe if we're weak at wing back, which I think we have the potential to be, and if we're relying on that to create chances, then that's where we could mm. get a bit bogged down, I suppose. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I agree with that. Maybe this is where Max Lowe comes in. Who knows? But mm, we'll see. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've both gone fifth, which I think is a fun season. We said that last. Yeah, yeah. We said that last year as well. You know, fourth. Maybe we'd be slightly disappointed if we finished fourth at that point, but mm. ultimately, when you look at it. Like you end up winning more games than you lose and draw or, or thereabouts, and yeah, that ultimately boils down to quite a fun season, which is mm-hmm. what last season was in the end. You know, we had all yeah. the crap at the start, uh, and then it got very good, uh, and then unfortunately and I think, ended uh, up as well. If we, if we do get off to a bad start, we know it's fresh in our mind from last season that it doesn't mean it's the end. And, and Forest again, a fantastic example of you know a team who were really down at the bottom, Middlesbrough to a lesser extent as well. Yeah, I mean we were. Uh, maybe not you and I, but as a as a fan base, we were sort of looking at Bournemouth for quite a long time, mm. uh, rather with with quite a few games to go, I suppose, and thinking could happen maybe if you win yeah. every single game for us this <laughs> yeah. season. Like you know, we could be within six points of them when they come to Bromel Lane, that kind of thing. And yeah. obviously, we should have beaten them at Bromel Lane as well. But Stupid. I remember when we drew nil nil at Arms Coventry, and I were in the pub with you, and I said, "This is." probably going to go down as the most boring season I can remember because it didn't look like we were going to do anything. That's true, and that was like November or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. keep one's powder dry is is the main lesson from last season, I think. Yep. Right, mate, let's, let's have a quick break and then we will uh, tick off the rest of our predictions and also look ahead to um, Watford on Monday night as well after this break. And we're back, and we won't spend as much time on our other predictions, but let's uh, let's tick them off anyway. Uh, so who's going up? Last season, uh, we both picked Fulham, so tick. I think we both picked West Brom. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is obviously incorrect. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm trying to remember who my third team was now. I know who your third team Mine was. Mine was Dem Blades, yeah. Oh, sorry, that's it. Yeah, we both picked... The blades. Yes. Um, did you might have picked Bournemouth to go up? You know. Oh, I did. Sorry, sorry, you were. It was Fulham, Bournemouth, and then Blades. I was having Blades Borough final. That was pre Wilder as well. That's right. Yeah. So big, big tick for you getting the two automatic yeah. promoter teams like straight off the bat. There, great, absolutely awesome work. I, uh, yeah, I only got one out of three, and it was probably the easiest one as well. Um, so in terms of this season, it does feel harder to predict this season, as you touched on earlier. Like. Uh, and that is speaking of someone who only picked one out of three correctly last season as well. This is re- This is the hardest sort of prediction I've ever had to do since I've done it in terms of like predicting the league. I think every season there's always a team like yeah they yeah they'll be strong whatever. 
I think that even the three teams I'm going to pick, I, I won't be surprised if any of them finish in the bottom half at the same time as like mm. I picked them to go up. Go on, give me your first one. I've got Burnley. Okay. And this is because I think, I know they've lost players, but they were much, much better than the other relegated teams last season. They had 35 points, which is not great, but it's not a bad showing. Watford had 23, Norwich had 22. They were did far really, better. Did they really get 35 points last season? Bernard? Yeah, they got 35 oh, points, yeah. That's harsh so, going down with 35 points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and obviously they were far, far better than Norwich and Burnley. Uh, sorry, Norwich and Watford didn't even basically put up a fight. Yeah. Um, they've still got, I don't know if Cornette's going to stay, they've still got Brownell, who's a good player at this level. They brought Josh Cullen in, brought a couple of kids. Uh, the kid from Man City in, is it? Howard. Bellis, I think he's called. Oh, Bellis, yeah, good time. Yeah. Obviously, good things about him. They've got Jay Rodriguez, Goodmanson, Ashley Westwood, Jack Cork. It's not a glamorous side by any stretch of the imagination. There's a lot of good championship experience there. And if company gets these loan players in and gets some playing, again, they could finish 12th for me. I'm really not sure. You could mm. convince me that these are going to finish 12th. I just think on paper and judging by last season, they've got the best squad. I'm not sure about the manager, to be honest, and I'm not sure about, obviously, it's going to be a transition in the way they play, but I also won't be surprised if they won the league. So, Yeah, so uh, they're, they're playing at the moment, actually, against Huddersfield. The, the EFL losing, has started. I've just tipped them, probably. <laughs> Say again, sorry. I said they're probably losing, so I've just tipped them. <laughs> yeah, that is, what, that is literally the only reason I checked the score, but it's it's nil-nil. <laughs> um, uh, Scott Twine as well, they obviously spent uh, a couple yeah. of million on uh, from MK Dons. Uh, Cornet, or Cornet, Cornet? He's uh, he's not in the squad tonight, so, ah, we, so he's probably gone. He will. Ashley they Barnes do... is another one. In... Matt Matt Lowen, in fact, as well. I'm just looking down their squad now. Yeah, very old squad, I have to admit. But if you can bring a couple of these youngsters in, like Cullen's 26, Bellis 20, mm. um, maybe you can mix it. Maybe I'm. I didn't include Burnley in my um, three teams that are going up because I, yeah. I just. I guess I feel a bit. Like I feel a bit about them as I did with us last season. Like I, I just think there's too much uncertainty, yeah. even even allowing for the fact that I don't feel hugely confident about any of the teams I'm picking here. But yeah, I, I just I don't know. I I don't know. I think they did well to get to 35 points this season, but I don't I don't see like this has been like a team packed with firepower. I think it's a good championship team, and yeah. maybe they've you know maybe they've brought in players that are going to be like. This season's, um, you know, Carvalho, for example, for, for the, who was for Fulham last yeah, season. Yeah, um, yeah. That I, that I just don't, I'm not aware of them yet. Or like, yeah. I mean, Gibbs White, I didn't think he was going to, I didn't know he was going to be as good for us as, yeah. uh, as he turned out to be. But I don't know that yet. I think it's a good team. I do think they'll be in the top six. Um, I, I, I would be shocked if they're not, I think, but I'm not going to pick them for automatic. Another thing is, I think if they do get off to a bad start, I won't be surprised company to go and, and a more. Yeah regimented dash like manager to come in with the players that they've got and a bit like we did with Eckingbottom actually you know someone yeah. who plays to the system more but yeah Ben maybe what's Ben Me up to these days Ben Me, I don't know where he's gone Ben Me. he's gone somewhere uh, he's, he's not he's not a Burnley anymore could be, uh, could be the saviour in the season um, is it Brentford uh, interesting the Brentford alright yeah. what, what like coach or something he's retired yeah, he's right? player <laughs> what yeah player <laughs> Brentford, yeah okay yeah. that's crazy anyway. Uh, I don't like any of my picks, you know. I'm no, like, I don't like just... any of mine. I'm looking at them. This is a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go Norwich. This is my this is my boring route one tapping prediction because they've won the league the last two times they were in this division. Mm. Um, but that is pretty much my only my only 
like cause for optimism, I guess. Like, I don't think they're as good as they were the last time in this league. I don't think no. the manager's as good. I'm like notoriously low on Dean Smith, I think, but I just don't think he's that good a manager. Mm. Um, the director of football's moved on, right, Weber? Pretty sure he's left now. Yeah, he's gone. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I yep. think there's been a bit of concern about the, the signings they have made. What I would say is they've lost Bondier from last time, obviously, like the last two times they've got promoted. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. Pookie's still there. Um, the chap that... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just setting Norwich Brazilian and it's just coming up with a <laughs> Brazilian bar and <laughs> Brazilian bar and grill in, uh, in Norwich. Because <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, oh, for God's sake, why is this? Oh, Ga- Gabriel Sara, here we go. Yeah. Uh, 10 million from Sao Paulo and he was like... Uh, so Sao Paulo are you know, one of the bigger clubs in, um, in the Brazilian top division and he was... Excellent creative player, judging by the stats last season. Like I think he was like ninety ninth percentile for uh, non penalty expected goals, which is pretty impressive. Did so you know Norwich last season were uh, the least creative team ever in Premier League history <laughs> in terms of XG. <laughs> that doesn't shock me to be honest. Which is, I mean, we only scored about four goals, so it must have been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So and they also, um... and, and the season they uh, got promoted in the Championship, they actually had, uh, I think, we like mid table uh, XG against. With Hamley mm. Gibson was still there, so. No, that's true. Um, but I, I, I feel like pretty comfortable picking them to be one of the promoted teams. I don't think I'm going. Uh, I'm going crazy there, am I? That's like a, a pretty no, pretty no consensus. What is that? Bucky's odds? They must be like among the favourites. I think, I think. They're the favourites. Yeah, I think they are yeah. the favourites. I just, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I think they, they can't do it three times in a row. I, th- I don't know if that's ever been done before. Maybe, maybe it has the, the ultimate yo-yo team, but. Mm. What Fulham? No, that was first season down for a bit. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. oh, right? Uh, okay, who? Uh, who else? Right, bear with me. You're gonna laugh. Maybe West Brom. Ah, oh, I've got West Brom as well. Oh, really? I was. And I, I would convince you because I know how much you dislike Brucey boy. So I, I, in my notes, I've got. I hate to do this, but I'm trying to look past my biases. Well, so, I've got a different reason for you there. If you carry on, I'll. Uh, no, 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 it's your pick. You, uh, you, you, you go ahead. I think they'll sack Bruce fairly early doors and do a bit mm. of a forest. That's my idea because I think he is on. I know the fans aren't happy with him, and I think they're all thinking if he gets off to a bad start, he's gone. And I think if they bring in a capable manager, I mean Bruce is a okay. he's not a terrible manager. He's not, you know, uh, I don't know Brian Robson. <laughs> yeah, he's not Kevin Blackwell. You know, he's, he's he has achieved promotions and stuff, but. I don't. I don't know. I think he's passed. I think he's passed his best. Um, but they do have a really good championship squad: Moet, mm-hmm. Dyke, Grant, Swift, Jed Wallace, Dean and Agana, <laughs> you know, Furlong. You know, they've got they've got a lot of good. Matt Phillips is another one. A lot of good players at this level who, and they should be at least in the top six with the squad they've got, and they should have been last season. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, they. They have a bunch of players I would very happily take in our mm. squad. I think, um, yeah. So I, I just I, I think they'll yeah. I, it's as simple as that. I think they have too good a squad for whatever I think of Bruce to properly destroy their chances. But they um, did last season. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that's a good. Um, uh, the case you made there about if they start badly, they'll sack Bruce and. Uh, and we know um, that the, the board are likely to sack. They sacked Ishmael. I think they were top six, though, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Um, you actually, I, I just want to give you another hat tip here. Actually, from last season, 
you the reason you didn't pick West Brom for promoter promotion was you were saying like how will that fan base react uh, mm. with the football being so bad? Which well, the delight when they beat us four 0 after about the third game. <laughs> <laughs> but how? But you said how will they react if the results aren't coming? And the results weren't coming. Their performances were pretty consistent all the way through with yeah, um, Ishmael. Yeah. They were still like one of the top teams on all the advanced stats. Even when they sacked him, it's just either through through variance or or mm. whatever. They the results dried up, and yeah, they they binned him off. But yeah, I think they have a really good squad. I mean, Wallace and Swift are two fabulous players at this level. I would absolutely have loved us to pick up either of those. Um, so yeah, for for West Brom to sort of roll the financial dice on both of them. Uh, mm. And yeah, is it is it DK or Dyke? I'm never actually sure. Daryl Daryl Dyke, Dyke, I call him. Yeah. But he might go well with DK. But yeah, and also you were fantastic at Barnsley, weren't they? Yeah, was he injured last season? Yeah, he got, he, they brought him in. And he got injured like pretty much immediately. Oh god, he only played two games. Yeah, yeah. so getting him back could be a could be a big deal as well. I think so. I, I, yeah, I, that actually, I probably feel more comfortable picking them. It's only, it's just because Bruce, man. That's yeah. the only thing that would yeah. give me pause. I'd probably have them to win the league otherwise, I think. Uh, if they had Marco Silva as manager, for example. <laughs> um, who? So my, my third team, I'm going to go Luton here. This Well, I've gone for someone a bit more surprising, maybe, so I'm glad you've gone for a bit of an outside. Well, it is more surprising, I'd say, but go on. Yeah, I mean, they're just... And it's a little bit of a, a nod to... Uh, Former Blades Pod. Is he uh, going to be listening? <laughs> I, I doubt he is, but um, <laughs> I, I respect the upward trajectory that those guys are, are clearly on. And I, I don't know. I just think they could be the next Brentford, to be honest. I, I, you yeah. know, they're obviously operating on a much lower uh, scouting scale than than Brentford's massive operation was. But yeah. they were a very good team last season. They weren't good at all, against us at all, which yeah. I think coloured my opinion of them. I think it's coloured a lot of people's opinion on from United. I fancy. I don't think I've seen any United fans sort of talk about them as contenders. And they're one of the few. I've, I did a view from this week. I don't know if you read it. The Championship. Wow. All the all the Championship teams are thinking about the season. One of the few teams who were really confident about this season. Not arrogantly so. Just saying. Yeah, I think I can't see it's not been in the top ten. And I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be in the top ten. I've seen people picking like nineteenth, eighteenth, and I'm like. This is just based on the fact they're called Luton, surely. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if uh, I'd be surprised if they fall off. Put it like that. I think they'll be. I'd be surprised at least around the playoffs. Yeah. I'm just looking. Now. They brought in so they brought in Corley Woodrow, haven't they? Uh, yeah. Luke, Luke Freeman as well. Carlton Morris, uh, another player for Barnsley. Good. I don't think it's the squad. I don't think. I don't think you look down the team and think, oh yeah, but they've quite clearly got a system. They're quite clearly organised. Kenilworth Road's a horrible place to go to when. <laughs> You know when things Gosh. are going. No, no. <laughs> I mean, in, a, in, a, in a good way for them, but you know when things are, when things are going well for Luton, horrible little ground. If you know what I mean, right on top of you and stuff. And I, I were quite impressed with them in the playoff against Huddersfield last season in the second yeah. leg in particular. I thought they were really unlucky not to get to the final. And I also think they were probably the team, uh, apart from us, that had the worst sort of injury situation at the yes. end of last season as well. Yes. Um, which is another reason I feel like. They have lost uh, Naismith, it's worth saying. You know, Kai Naismith's gone to Bristol City, which were, were a big player for him. But... Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, they're, they're my third pick for, for promotion. In I don't know. I, I guess I would go in that order. Norwich, West Brom, automatic, Luton yeah. in the playoffs. Um, who is your other, other selection? This is, this is throwing a dart at a load of teams, basically. And I've gone for Sunderland. Whoa, you're, ba- you're, you're buying the, the hype train. This is based on, I do think, if that club get going I think it'll be a, such a difficult place to go stadium alike 
mm. if people are if people are you know buying into what's happening. Alex Neal's a decent manager. I don't think he's fantastic, but he's a decent manager. He's been around this division. He knows. I don't think they were great last season, but they also didn't lose for about thirty games or something <laughs> when he when he came in. And I also think the lack of expectation in, in the sense of in League One, as we know ourselves in League One, every year, right, you tip to go up, you tip to go up, and it does weigh on you. I think they might like this sort of, and I think Alex Neal in particular, with the, from what I know of him, his defensive tactics, I think that might suit him a little bit more, being a little bit more negative and sort of sitting back. And I'd, I'd look again, I wouldn't be surprised if these, these guys are bottom half of the table, but I had to pick someone. And I think mm. this season's wide enough for it to be a surprise. And I, I don't know. I just think I've, I've just got a feeling. I've just got a feeling. Maybe, maybe I'm like you say, going on the hype train. But <laughs> yeah, the, the, you make a logical case for it. Uh, it's just it's big talk for a team that finished fifth in League One last season. Is absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm we... comparing it in my own mind to the season we had uh, under Wilder. Obviously, the season after, but we got hundred points. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Completely different. But that season, Millwall only got in the playoffs after finishing fifth in League One, and they got on a roll. That's and a good point. Uh, and then maybe they could go a step further. Some like Millwall's another one actually that are seriously considering because they're always in the top top half, mm. top ten. I think losing Wallace will uh, set them back quite a bit. Millwall yeah. is. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think uh, I, I can see Sunderland being a playoff challenger in terms of like mm. you know they finish like eighth or ninth or something like that. They're quite. Yeah, you should get a little bet on that, mate. They're quite far down the uh, down yeah, the promotion. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen. That's why. <laughs> The other one I'm going to pick, by the way, I, I, as I said to you, I changed these today. This is how unsure I am. I'm going to have Coventry based on the fact that the Amateurs and the Amateurs Fulham, and I think on the day they turn it on Coventry, they're, they're a really, really good side. But looking at their forum and stuff, then they don't think they're quite as strong as last season. Yeah, someone needs to sign uh, Jokeresh from them. Uh, it I really do. And O'Hare as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the money to by Jokeresh, I don't think, because no. he will be with a lot. Did I read this right? Did I Sunderland spent ten million on someone? I can't remember who it was. It went Jack Clark, were it? Who we had on loan? No, nah, he's on loan. Sure. No, they bought him. They ended up buying him. Yeah, that's. Oh, did they? Sorry. Uh, why are you giving me a name? You stupid thing. Uh, Newcastle striker. No, this is something else. Sorry. Um, I'm sure I saw him play. Pay ten million. Oh, I see. Did Sunderland really pay ten million for Jack Clark? <laughs> oh, it was Jack uh, Clark. Oh. Yeah, Jack Clark. Yeah, oh, from yeah. Spurs, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, as for the other end of the table, um, this feels sort of easier to predict, I think. But last massively season... easier. I could have had more teams in this. I changed one at the last minute, but yeah. So last season we both correctly picked Derby. So well done, us. Pretty. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the easiest one ever. <laughs> although um, I messed up a, another Derby-related prediction, which I'll get to later. Uh, yeah. You also correctly picked Peterborough to go down. Yeah, uh, I deserve much praise for that because they. Well, like I, I, I didn't you... so. Really? They're Take automatically it. relegated as soon as they come up, Peterborough. It's just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> they only won nine games last season out of 46. It's pretty bad. Only Barnsley won less. Um, you did pick Huddersfield for relegation, oh, and they finished oh, third. Um, <laughs> so not so good there. No, but then I uh, I went a bit wild card, a bit rogue here, and I had Bristol City and Swansea City as my other two relegated yeah. teams. I think Bristol City in particular were really, I think if, I think they were quite lucky to, to not be in that battle. I know they picked mm. up towards the end of the season a little bit, and I think if the pressure were on them a little bit more, because they knew Derby were gone, Reading had got six points knocked off, 
Barnsley had just had a, obviously a horrendous season. I don't think Bristol City were very good last season, though, so I think that's a decent pick. They weren't, to be fair, them and to be fair to me, that is. Uh, Swansea and Bristol City had the uh, the two worst expected goal difference out of um, any team that didn't actually get relegated. So you basically had the bottom three, and then they were the next two worst teams. So yeah, I, I give myself a slight a slight defence there, I suppose. But uh, yeah. yeah, two out of three for you. Well done. Um, so who's going down this season? I assume we're going to pick the same three teams here, right? I think so. I changed one of them at the end. I've gone. Okay. I'll see you all three. I've gone Birmingham, Rotherham, Rotherham, and Reading. Yeah, it's mine as well. Um, I nearly had Blackpool, based on the fact they signed nobody and lost the manager. Um, oh yeah, it's got to be the assistant at Villa. Yeah, right? it's got to be, and I think, and I know their fans are fairly worried. Just going again, going on the forums and stuff. Whereas Reading are a bit, little bit more optimistic. Based on the fact that they've got a really good team from 2011, like <laughs> Shane Long and Tom Ince and you know all these like old names. But at the end of the day, I went for Reading at the last minute because I do I do think Michael Appleton is a better manager than Tom Tom Ince. Paul Ince. Where's Appleton? Sorry, Blackpool. He's a Blackpool, yeah. Right. Okay. And I think he's um, got enough at Lincoln to show that he's a decent manager with young players, which they'll have to do. And I think they'll be all right. I, I, I had him down initially, but I do think Reading's old boys managed by Paul Ince. Yeah, don't doesn't really look great. <laughs> there's there's not much uh there's not much to like about Reading uh football club this season. Uh, just, just to quickly clarify that one. Yeah. In case my wife's listening. Um <laughs> Yeah, we we have picked the three favourites for relegation there, like the Bucky's favourites. But I um, think he's understandable. Birmingham are in an absolute mess. Uh, they might yeah. not have an owner. I I think I don't think they've I don't think they've signed a player, could be wrong. Um, and then Rotherham had lost two of the better players to, to Wednesday. So, indeed, yeah, and, and they uh, always go down pretty much, don't they? I think yeah, they and I think Rotherham are a very realistic, judging by what I've seen about if they stay up, it'll be a minor miracle, really. Yeah, it would be, it would be a great achievement for sure. Um, yeah, Reading. I mean, they they somehow always manage to survive. Um, I think not the top twenty have picked them for relegation like five seasons in a row, and it's still not <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, but there's just like I said, there's just not much to like about that team. They've got a few game They've got a few players who could have Zhao on his day. Apart from Zhao, though, what's the other guy called in midfield? I forgot his name off the top of my head. John Swift. John Swift has gone, obviously, but but they beat us without John Swift. To be fair to him. But yeah, I I do think out of the ready to the least out of the three that I'm sure about, I think Birmingham and. Rotherham are definitely going down in my book. Yeah, sorry, I forgot we lost to Reading. Where, what was what was the score? Was it two one? Two one. Yeah, Jao scored, yeah. and then the last minute goal from some other idiot. Who... <laughs> yeah, well, why is this not coming? This is not helpful. I want to know who the um, who the midfielder was that you're thinking of. Is it giving me? Ajaria? Is that something? Is it him? Is it him? I don't. I don't think he was there anymore. No, uh, no he definitely didn't. Oh yeah, Ajaria. Uh, he does still play for them. I think. Ovi Ajaria. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fair enough. He is, he is a good player. I'm yeah. surprised he's still there, actually. I thought he'd... Um, they brought the Matt Shea Long in, who will, uh, you know, the 35-year-old Shea Long, who they were absolutely delighted about, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I, I don't think Ince is not a good manager uh, no. either, to be honest. Um, I did I did mean to... Mete, um, that's another one. Decent player. Sorry, he's looking at <laughs> yeah, He's about 100 as well, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's 26. <laughs> Shut up, is he? Yeah. 26 years old, yeah. Half <laughs> Irish, half God. French, according to this um, transfer market. Oh, God, I'm UK, anyway. 
I must be mixing him up with someone else. I'm sure he's played for them for about 15 years. Um, anyway, uh, I actually did mean to uh, ask my wife why um, why Reading might stay up this season, and uh, I forgot, and she's she's uh, gone away for the weekend now. So we'll we'll never know. She's she's a departed. Uh, yeah, Birmingham basket case. That just yeah. seems like this year's derby. To be honest, possibly that's possibly even more oh, mad. No offense to Birmingham at all, but they're one of those clubs who are. The past four or five seasons, they're just there, ready to go down. But other yeah. clubs have been in a little bit more crisis, so they stayed up. Yeah, uh, I think the the most in, like positive thing that's going to happen for them this season is uh, Jude Bellingham's little brother's going to play for him. I think. Oh yeah, I, I did think see that. 16, yeah. uh, I think he's sixteen as well, like uh, mm. like his big bro was. Uh, yes, he is sixteen, so watch out for that one. Uh, and yeah, Rotherham, no no disrespect for them. I, I think Paul Warren seems like a, an absolutely Lovely yeah, bloke yeah. and uh, a, good a good manager. As well. he, yeah, done yeah. really well to get him up twice. And I think anyone predicted him to win the league last season, and they were for a long time by far the best team. I wonder if he fancies going somewhere else, or if he's just like, you know, he's so comfortable in that job. And it's interesting because you think his next logical step would be someone like I don't know. Uh, obviously, they've got a good manager at the moment, but you think he's someone like Coventry, Blackburn, yeah. someone like that. You know, maybe take a punt on him. Yeah, no. maybe it's just Preston, like it really is, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad life, is it? You know, you accept no. that you're going to get relegated every year, and the other year, you everyone's going to hate you for a year, then everyone's going to love you for a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those are the three relegated teams we're picking. We're both picking Reading, Birmingham, Rotherham. Nothing particularly outlandish about that one. Uh, so let's let's get outlandish. Which team will surprise people, good or bad? And I whiffed badly on this one last season. I said Bournemouth will surprise people by being surprisingly bad and missing the playoffs yeah. I, I didn't say they were going to be like lower half or anything like that but I did who think did I have can you remember twice. say again sorry who did I have can you remember uh, I believe you picked Luton actually oh yeah I'm, I'm a genius I'm, you I are just, a genius yeah. I should have just picked yeah. United to go up and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at last season's league table now yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what you picked yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I did think they'd do well. To be fair, yeah, you definitely mentioned Luton as a team you thought would yeah. do well. So, yeah, good job. So, who, which team is going to do uh, surprisingly good or surprisingly bad this season? I've obviously gone for Sunderland as a surprisingly good. I think and Coventry maybe classes as surprisingly good. Surprisingly bad. I think Blackburn will struggle this year. Mm. Uh, lost five first team has brought no one in as it stands. Completely new style of play with uh, Thomason. Is it Thomason? John Dahl Thomason. John Dahl Thomason. Yeah. 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 I think they could struggle, really, really struggle this year. I think they might be lucky enough that there's a lot worse teams. Do you, uh, do you know who they've lost? So it's Cadra, uh, obviously, uh, Brian Rothwell. Giles is at Borough. Oh, yeah, Rothwell, Lenehan. Yeah, um, yeah another wow. guy. Yeah. That's, um, I didn't realise, I, I mean, I obviously just rattled those names off, so I obviously didn't mm. subconsciously realise it, but they have, um, they have been pretty gutted there, haven't they? Unless they're going to do some business and replace those players yeah that's uh yeah i think i think you're onto something there mate I, you know they finished eighth last season and that was only really due to uh the brilliant the start well, great start hammered 15,000 nil or whatever it was against <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah good shout i think uh so my surprise team, uh, I, I do think this is quite a hard category because it's the flipping championship. Mm-hmm. You know, it, nothing is surprising if everything is surprising. But I'm going to say Huddersfield finished closer to bottom than top mm-hmm. this season. So I'm going for a, a serious regression at Huddersfield. Um, I could see 
Yeah, who even is their manager now? Actually, Corberan's obviously left, doesn't he? Uh, Schofield. Danny Schofield. Uh, Partridge shrug. <laughs> just a former, like a coach, former player for him. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and obviously they lose uh, to Toffolo and uh, O'Brien as well. Yeah, I, I don't don't like them as much this season. I, uh, I think they uh, could be. I don't think they'll be terrible, but um, I don't think they'll be a playoff team this season as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, my my prediction there is they finish closer to bottom than top. And Bristol City are another one lurking for me. Just they were, you know, to come back to what I was saying last season, they. So the season before last, they had the worst expected goal difference in the whole championship. And then last season, they were like fourth worst. And they basically I think they spent up. a bit of money. But not, yeah, I don't think they spent money, sorry. I think they brought a couple of players that they're quite confident about. They've also got a points deduction hanging over them as well. Uh, just, mm. just, just, I'm going to put these in off the top of my head here. Uh, I've talked to you about it earlier today. Surprised? I don't, I don't know if, if they will be bad or good or whatever, but I don't see why everyone's hyping Middlesbrough to win the league at all at this yeah. stage. <laughs> Well, we're obviously they've not, because I haven't mentioned them at all. No, they've lost Tavernier. They've brought a couple in, Lennon, decent signing, and uh, who's the guy you touched? Ryan Giles. Yeah, Giles, decent signing. Got a better goalkeeper as well. But the form at the end, everyone's saying, oh, they finished last season fantastically well, and you know, and this, and it'll carry on now. You, look, you listen to Middlesbrough fans, or read what Middlesbrough fans are saying, they do not agree <laughs> with the pundits and the, and the media and everything telling, saying that they're going to win the league. Because at the moment, they said they've got a threadbare squad and they need at least five players to come straight into the first team. And that's a big ask. I'm not mm. saying they won't get in the playoffs. I think Wilde's a great manager. I think pre-season, I expect them to definitely be challenging. But I, I'm not personally seeing... Respect to people I respect, Ben Bloom and, and not the top 20 and stuff like that, all picking them like to, to be top three or four or whatever I, I don't see what I can't see it at the moment mm. yeah the, the group think on that one is surprising to me like mm. just that so many people are picking them they were very um a lot of people had them doing really well last season as well and um you and I were sort of like I don't really understand why like is it just because Warnock's the manager and people just assume that he will get yeah. them promoted or something yeah, um, yeah. they have a better manager now obviously but um Ryan Giles is really good by the way like uh, he is mm. like Top class championship player, yeah. so um, that helps. But yeah, like you, I, I I didn't really. I think they'll probably be in the playoffs. I think the, the top six is like fifteen teams long this year. Yeah, completely. Um, yeah, but not not a pick for automatic or, or promotion generally for me to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, the other thing with Bristol City, just just quickly, not to you know mm. turn this into a crap on Brit- Bristol City <laughs> podcast, but. Andreas Weiman scored 22 goals last season. Yeah, yeah. Where the hell did that come from? It's like, <laughs> he's 30 years old. I looked this up earlier. He's 30. He's never scored more than 10 league goals in a season before. And then he suddenly drops 22 last season. I think he had 10 assists as well. So, I don't know. I think if they, you know, if they don't get anywhere close to that from him this season, I think they'll be closer to the relegation places than they finished last season as well. But I'm going to go with Huddersfield as my surprise team. Fair play, fair play. Some United ones, just to finish off, I'll do these pretty quickly. Uh, he will be United's player of the season. Uh, I had Mc- McGoldrick last season. I thought you were going to say McBurney. I think you... Who did you have? I'm trying to remember I have McBurney as top goal scorer, so I'm trying to throw you, you on the before. Top before it comes scorer. to me, yeah. Uh, I think I had... Egan, Egan. Egan. Yeah, John Egan, yeah. John Egan. Egan. yeah. Which was a good shout. Um, my counterpoint was that uh, a defender wasn't going to win Player of the Year if um, yeah. if we had a good season. In the end, yeah. obviously, it was uh, Morgan Gibbs White who didn't even play. for But us you could have been wrong there because I think second place were uh, West Fodringham, which nobody had got. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, maybe it was second. Yeah, it was either him or Billy Sharp, I think. When yeah. I, um, that was the top three. So player of the season this season, I'm going Illiman and Jai. I think he's going to have a big season. Oh, I got the same. Okay. I think. Yeah, he... I just think he has to have a good season for us to have a good season. Agree. And I don't think... I, I wouldn't pick Berger because I think there's a very realistic chance that he's not here. Yeah. Whereas with Jai, unless he has an incredible five months and, yeah. uh, you know does great at the World Cup with Senegal or something like that. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be here with us for the season. I I just think he'll stay, take a step forward this year. I, you know, I feel like he got better as the season went on last year. I feel like his raw uh, abilities is fantastic. Uh, if he can build up his fitness, as I said, and just play more minutes, basically, then, yeah, he could he could be good for, like, 12, 15 goals next season. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, the, the assists will hopefully go with it. And, I just think we'll all love watching him, to be honest, because I said yeah, that yeah, last yeah. season. So, yeah, so we're in accord on that one. Yes. Uh, who, will, who will be, you know, as top scorer? Uh, you said McBurney, who scored zero. Uh, <laughs> I said Brewster, who I think scored four. So, yeah, not so good. Uh, so who will be, you know, as top scorer this season? Who are you going for? I've gone Brewster, and this is the hardest United one because... And I've already gone for Brewster because he's going to be starting the, the first game. I'm far, far from confident. And he's mainly done in hope. He's got three goals in two seasons. But we did see improvement and he will start the season. If he scores against Watford in that first game, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I, I've got to go for him because he's the, the only fit one at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised if we do bring a striker in or someone else in if the, the top goal scorer comes in later. No, interesting because I think Hackebottom's been quite uh, vocal mm. that we're not. He's a liar, though, forwards. isn't he? He is. He is a big fat liar, as we have discussed. Yeah. Um, so I am going to go like the other way on this one, uh, and I'm going to pick Billy Sharp. And yeah. until Billy Sharp stops scoring goals for Sheffield United, yeah, uh, I, I can't look past him. To be honest, I know he yeah, isn't. For good. me, between Sharp, Brewster, and I, that they were the three. I think the only real choices that I had. Yeah, so we scored 63 goals last season. We were, how many teams scored more than us? Four Four teams scored more than us, one of which was Huddersfield. They only scored one more goal. And uh, I believe Sharp was our top scorer with, what, 10 goals? 12. 12, 12 goals, I think it was. of which like three were penalties, maybe yeah. two or three were penalties. Uh, he's got 14 mm. in total, um, Sharp. Uh, yeah, to uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he so, were obviously. We had a fantastic season last year, Sharp. Yeah. So I'm, the the point I'm trying to make is, uh, we we scored plenty of goals last season relative to the rest of the league, mm-hmm. and Sharp was our top scorer with 14. So it seems feasible to me that he could do the same this season and get like 12, 14 as well. So yeah, that's uh, that is who I'm going with. Uh, breakthrough player. So this is someone who goes from being like a fringe player or a poor player to an important one, or a youngster developing rapidly. I think. Uh, and Jai would definitely have been this last season if we were giving this yeah. award out now, just to give some... Who did we give? Do you know? So I oh. picked McBurney. I thought he's going to go from being a poor player to an important one. I, <laughs> he, he did get worse. I said, you know, his, his previous season had been such a nightmare. Surely, genuinely said that surely it can't be that bad. I said, hopefully he can keep his nose clean off the pitch. Oh, oh dear. Uh, hopefully we, he's going to be playing in a under a new manager who can hopefully get the best out of him. We will hopefully create more chances for him. It's I mean, like that... he's listened to this and thought, you know, everything you've just said, I'm going to do the exact opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a stinker. I'm trying to think who you picked. I don't know if it was... Knight and Davis, maybe? I'm not sure. Oh, bloody hell. Why can I not remember this? I don't I think it was... Right. I should have listened yeah. back and I forgot. No. 
That's all right. Not to worry. Who... Maybe I might Brewster. Who knows? No, we we said no to Brewster. Like that was uh, mm-hmm. that was that was cheating, basically. Um, right. So I do think there's a few you could choose here. Yeah. I think it's quite an interesting squad in that respect. But who are you going to pick? It's pretty obvious, but I've gone Max Low because okay. I thought I thought he'd be gone for a start. I was convinced he were going. It looks like he's going to stay. And this is a huge problem area for us, which we've talked about. I don't think Stevens or Norrington Davis last season cemented that spot whatsoever. I think it's all set up for him to to take that left wing back spot. I, he's never played well for us, but we, he obviously did really well on Norrington Forest last season. And I can see him nailing down that left left hand side spot if he gets a few games. I'm going to do it for the content. I'm going to stick with what I originally said, and we're going to, we're going to have ourselves a left wing back shootout for Ooh. this award because my my pick for breakthrough player is Norrington Davis. I think it's Anderson. Who... <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying with Max Lowe, but I I still think he will not be playing for us um, like in a few months, basically, um, which I'll get on to shortly. Um, I won't be upset if he's still here, obviously. Cause no, and I won't be upset if he left. I just think if he is still here, he will get a few games, and it is an area where we, we've we not really got a first choice, I don't think. Mm. I like... I like the way Norrington Davis finished the season. Uh, I think he will get better this season uh, with some stability around him. I, I really think he was hampered a little bit in the first part of the season, playing next to a like all over the place Jack Robinson for like yeah, a few yeah, months, yeah. and then yeah. Ben Davies comes in as well. Whereas, yeah, should be much more settled. I think the fact he can play left centre back as well, we might see him uh, used there a little bit if we need him. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I just think he's. I, I'm backing him to. To improve this season, not not incredibly, but to be, you know, like the number one left wing back, mm. like midway through the season, basically. So that's my pick. But there is, uh, yeah, there's a few others you could have chosen here. You could have, we yeah. could have had. Uh, I'll, I'll just throw the names out there as like just showing how there's potential for some of these players to get involved this season. I suppose, obviously, Asula, Jebison, Arblaster, we talked about earlier. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Jordan Amissa ends up playing for us yeah. if something happens to Fodringham, hopefully not. I suppose uh, a breakthrough player last year would have been Wes, maybe, or maybe Bovendai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might be right, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, you could also put McBurney in this, I think. I'm mm. not going to. Mm. No, I don't do. think it'll happen. But yeah, I agree. It's a player who's shown nothing, really. You know, I think that's yeah. what we're saying. Whether it's good because they've not played or they've just been poor. And yeah. I think with Bernie, if he if he bangs twenty goals in, runs away with this. But still, don't see him yeah. banging twenty goals in. <laughs> yeah. So my prediction, yeah, for RND to go from being like a fringe, we're not totally sure if he's the best one to play at left wing back yeah. to being like end of the season. We're just like, yeah, that's that's locked in. He is at least good enough at championship level to yeah. start for us every single week. So that's what yep. we're going with. Uh, who finishes higher? United in the Championship or Wednesday in League One. And we both picked uh, United to finish higher than Wednesday last season. Oh, and we were close, weren't we? It was a, it was a coin toss in the end. Wednesday finished fourth, I believe. Oh, yeah, ah. yeah they finished, finished fourth. Fifth, we finished obviously. fifth. Yeah, because they got the second leg, obviously. Oh, I'm thinking, did they both finish fifth? But now I'm going Wednesday this year. I just think Wednesday will go this year. I think. Yeah, it's... I don't know why, but yeah, I, I am as well. I, I, I think they bought I, I pretty think... well. I think they're all right, a decent team as it is. Sunderland not being there is a big thing as well. Rotherham not being there. Peter will be good. I don't know how Derby are going to go on. They're going to go one way or the other, I think. And Barnsley um, mm. are always strong, but I don't see them. I, I think Wednesday will be really, really strong next season in, in League One. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I'm also picking Wednesday to finish higher in uh, 
in League One than we do in the Championship. Yeah. Yeah, that could be like third or something like that while we finish fifth, as I said earlier. Yeah. Um, which senior squad member, just a couple left now, which senior squad member would you be least upset to lose? So we're I think not we know this, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, last season we both said Ollie Burke, so... Oh, well, that's happened at least, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got to be a bit burning on it. Like I say, one goal in 51. <laughs> yeah. It's comical, comical. I don't... I don't even want to know what other striker we could get on his wages, actually. I think if you could get him out of the door, you've freed up a massive wage there. Um, mm. So it's not just the fact that he's been poor. I hope he proves me wrong more than anyone, but we can't keep doing the same conversation about my Bernie, can we? No, we can't. We might I... him. We might, he's, still, he's not got away with his forest thing yet. He might be in jail <laughs> next season. So. Yeah, that's true. I should say charges dropped against Brewster the yeah. other day. Um... Do you see how the Nottingham Post or whatever it was reported that? Uh, yeah, but I'm not. Uh, it didn't surprise me. Really misleading headline, but anyway, <laughs> it, it was a slightly misleadingly phrased headline. Yeah, but, um, yeah. They're, they're all about the clicks. These local, yes. local news outlets, aren't they? Yes, um, yeah, Benny, I, I kind of already mentally omitted him from any consideration this mm. season, anyway. So, yeah, that would definitely be least upset to lose. I, I think Max Lowe is another one here, but for different reasons, just in terms of like just cash in that asset yeah. and, and lose his contract. And <laughs> you're going to say so. something else and cash in that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. And, uh, and, and get rid of his contract basically. Um, would, would, that would probably make me happy rather than like least upset, I suppose. Yeah, but, that, um, I can see that clearly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, last one, hot take prediction. So this is like a fun long shot prediction. Mm-hmm. Last year I had, uh, Derby um, lowest ever championship points total. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it did not come to pass, even with a points deduction. Um, and obviously, they would have finished like mid table or something. Yeah, really well, season. actually. Yeah. Way better than I thought they'd be last season, Derby. So, yeah, that's uh, fair play to them. You said that um, at least one of the managers of the relegated teams uh, would be gone by Christmas, I think. And uh, our very own Slavisa Jakanovic was out the door in November. Mm. So, Another yeah. one you nailed. So and Ishmael what? as well, obviously. Yeah, was he after Christmas? I can't remember. Oh, he might have been. He might have been. Yeah, I feel like he, he was might January. But you, you, yeah. you nailed the prediction anyway. Um, yeah, with uh, uh, with Jukanovic. Um So, so what we're we going for this year? I think the five subs role will be huge. Um, I think that it'll get to the point of... I think this could even change football quite a lot, tactically. I think I think at the moment, everyone's, I've obviously been watching the Women's World Cup, and I think that a lot of uh, managers at the moment, in that at least, are still going through... You know, We've not seen a massive change with the five subs. They're bringing people on for fatigue or to waste time at the end and stuff like that. I think... And th- this could be where we get a bonus or where people like Kadra come in, you know, where we can make more subs. I can see teams changing the formation. You know, in the first 20 minutes, you can take two players off if it's not working and really sort of completely change the dynamic of your team and still have three subs left so you're not worried about injuries. I think by the end of the season, my hot take is that the five-sub thing will be bigger than it seems now. I like it. I mean, that that's pretty bold because obviously five-subs have been in use mm. in the uh, Premier League and Champions League and, yeah, international football for a while. I think in the Championship in particular. I know. I mean, look, I, I understand. I see greater innovation in the, uh, in the lower leagues. I think because the teams are so closer in this league, yeah. I, I think it could be a huge... I think your, your managers are going to earn the cross, put it that way, if you can make five-subs. I like it. That That is that is a fun hot take prediction. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I uh, did. Did I say what yours were last season? I don't think I did. Did I? Uh, yeah, the, the oh, manager. Yeah, sorry, the, the manager yeah, sucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is, I'll let you tell me if this is if this is spicy enough. Watford to finish the season with the same manager that they started. Oh, that 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 is a that is what's that? A thousand to one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so I'm doing the pre-match view from Watford's going to put out uh, tomorrow, and uh, one of the man, one of the things was who's our manager this week? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's. Uh, uh, Rob Edwards, right? Rob yeah. Edwards, yes. Rob Edwards, formerly of Forest Green Rovers. I just, I think, so I'm, I'm basing this on the fact that that is, that's quite a different appointment for Watford, like an up-and-coming mm-hmm. manager rather than, you know, uh, from this country as well, I should say, um, rather than like, uh, you know, like churning through a load of sort of random overseas managers that have yeah, never managed yeah, yeah. in England before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That feels like it's possibly... Uh, signalling a like philosophical change at Watford, and I, I do think they'll have a good season as well. I I purposefully not pick them for promotion just because again so much uncertainty about what their squads going to yeah. look like. But Absolutely. yeah, that's, that that was my. Uh, that's They're my another one, Watford. The perfect example of a team who, if I looked at the table in twelve months or whatever, and they said, "Oh, they, they finished top, yeah." Oh, they finished fourteenth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, should we talk about Watford very briefly? Um, yeah, being uh, the, uh, looking forward to it. I think it's a good start in the sense that it's not. It, it's a difficult one, but it's good to get them out of the way early. I think. I think it's, it's a good time to play Watford because the hmm. new manager and everything. It could work one way, could work the other, but I think it is a good time to play, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, look, uh, looking forward to football being back. It's a bit of a shame oh. it's on a, a Monday night. Although, I suppose yeah. we'd have missed the game, in, actually, if it had been on a normal Yeah, Saturday, it, I mean, tomorrow I'm quite excited. It, it would be nice, especially if we're at home tomorrow, you know, 3pm and getting back into that. But that'll be Millwall week after and much more. And the thing is, you lose to Watford, people will be disappointed. Everyone will be saying, Eki out. But realistically, <laughs> not the end of the world. And it's not a huge morale-destroying defeat or anything like that, unless you get hammered like 18-0 or something. But um, yeah. I think it's, I, I quite like hard starts first to get them out of the way, I think it's a good time to play the better sides. Yeah, I suppose the counter-argument is, because uh, Watford have still got uh, Emmanuel Dennis, they've still got uh, Ishmael Yeah, Sarr, I don't think they've played that many got... pre-season games, though, have they, I don't think. Mm, no. oh, oh, as in they haven't featured? Yeah, sorry, the, the players haven't featured, right. yeah. Yeah, they brought in someone else who's decent. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now, um, but the other, they signed the other day. Um yeah, so attack-wise, I think they're going to be really good. It was shocking um, last season as well, by the way. Absolutely yeah. awful. Worse than us in the Premier League. So we, we may end up hitting them at a time where they have like the strongest squad that they have in the entire That's season. But point. equally, those yeah. players may, as you say, they may not actually feature or they may be uh, protecting themselves a little bit in anticipation of, of moving on. Mm. Um, I uh, I have some Optus stats on... Uh, how the two teams have started the season in the last couple of weeks and oh, excuse me, the last couple of years, and yeah. it's, it's it's not pretty to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, United have lost their opening league match in six of the last eight seasons. That doesn't surprise me. That I, I can't yeah. remember the last time we won away from home. I did a video for John and Shaw and actually, and I said like I can't remember the last time we won away from home. I want to say, the first game of the season. I want to say Oldham. You know, under Danny Wilson. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Watford have uh, lost just one of their opening league games in the last 15 seasons. Oh, I don't like so, that. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, that's just like a 
you know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Heckebottom's going to be like, oh, flipping out that Watford team in 2007. That was a, you know, that's that's going to have some psychological <laughs> bearing on how yeah. we're going to get on on Monday. But uh, yeah, we, we have started slowly in most seasons. Obviously, saw that last season as well. So um, they're not. I'm not. Uh, way. I've got the views ready, and they are not confident whatsoever. The Watford fans. That's fascinating. I, I guess they're maybe they're in a similar boat to we were last season. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I, don't, I think we were quite confident, I suppose, but I don't know. I don't, yeah, it's... they'd already bounced back at that at this point. So, you know, they they bounced back already, haven't they? Yeah, really? yeah, they they so, done the partridge and they bounced back. Yeah, they uh, they had though. Yeah, they um, obviously came back straight away, quite comfortable in the end, I think as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not hugely uh, optimistic about no. chances, but who knows? I mean, look, I, I thought we were going to comfortably deal with Birmingham last season in the first game. Uh, yeah, and that looks a worse yeah. result at 9-9 side than ever before, doesn't it? It's a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, let's see. I hope Kadra plays, I hope Njai starts. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get a nice surprise of Sharp on the bench or something like that. Maybe mm. Brewster, as you said, is good to start. Although I think, didn't Hecky Bottom say he's not going to be churning out the 90s just yet? Yeah, so he'll probably play 90 minutes if Hecky Bottom <laughs> to go by. <laughs> and then, uh, could... for a 90-minute match, yeah. Yeah, so my, my my focus is, my main focus, I should say, is very much on that Millwall game next weekend. But um, yeah, let's hope we can get a point or three to get us get us started mm. um, on Monday night. And then, yeah, the EFL Cup's in next week, isn't it? That's after yeah. the Millwall game. Thursday next, night, rubbish night. Uh, it's pretty crap. Mm. Uh, and it's away at West Brom, which is like yeah, probably just... the, the lamest draw possible, to be honest. Team in your division away. Yeah, Z- terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want to finish because we've gone we've gone super long here, but obviously we haven't recorded. For we always do, yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, I just want to finish talking about um, the women's Euros and it being at Bramall Lane and in Sheffield, particularly, and uh, how awesome it's been. I have followed it, so I, I um, have followed this tournament very closely. I had a uh, an, well an ongoing writing job, I suppose, on uh, Euro twenty twenty two. So. Uh, I had a you know motivation to keep a close eye on it, but I love international tournaments anyway. I really enjoyed the um, uh, I think it was twenty nineteen Women's World Cup. Really, yeah, uh, really yeah, enjoyed that, that one. Phil Neville manager then, weren't he? I think for uh, yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been locked into this tournament. I love the fact it's in Sheffield because I'm I, I'm not too young to remember Euro ninety six, obviously, but nowhere near was... old enough to to be going out and experiencing it though. Yeah, and also. I mean, what I do, it was at Hillsborough, yeah. But and also what I do remember is like those games were like in, in at Hillsborough. It was like a half-empty stadium, if that. Whereas Bramall Lane, you know, first group game breaks the the record for a, um, a women's Euros match mm-hmm. um, with uh, with that doesn't involve the host nation. There was twenty-one thousand there. That that was broken again like a few nights later. Um, and then the semi-final, which I. Uh, had the foresight to buy tickets to last yeah, October yeah. was absolutely awesome. That was like one of the coolest football things I have ever been to. It was an incredible atmosphere, and it, it sounds like um, it sounds like Bramall Lane was was done proud. Judging yeah, by I think you watched it on TV. Didn't there you? were a couple of journalists who didn't have the foresight to get tickets. Who we should have been in a bigger stadium because I didn't get a free ticket. So I shut up. <laughs> uh, but other than that, the TV and it sounded fantastic after the game. You know. Were it Gary Sinclair? Uh, it was a mix, actually. There, oh. there was some Sinclair and there was like a, another announcer as well, who I didn't recognise. I'm going to say it sounded classic reason. Sinclair status quo and all that stuff coming out, but he did <laughs> bounce it in the background. And, and I think like Ian Wright said, you know, fantastic. And I think a lot of people are looking on Twitter and a lot of people say, great to have, you know, a game like that 
it, just in a place that you don't normally see games like that. With I mean, Sheffield, not necessarily Bramall Lane, but you know, we don't yeah. see them at Wembley, Old Trafford, and all this. And I think all the moaning about oh, you know, it should have been Old Trafford, and it should have just like just stop trying to do that with football because football is for everyone. And yeah, if England had got to the semi-final, there'd have been fifteen thousand there or something like that. So. You know, they're not having that. I'm really, really delighted that we got the chance to host it. Anyway, I think it looked really well on United as a football club on the ground. Yeah, it was uh, it was just a really cool experience. I sat in the um, uh, the South Stand, which I rarely ever do these days. Um, and yeah, just seeing a full, like a completely full ground, if you like, like barely a seat available, mm. um, was awesome. Obviously, we had that last season. With United, but I, I don't know. It's it's a slightly different experience. Obviously, I was there as an England fan and wanting England to win, but I don't know. I feel like I was able to sort of appreciate the occasion a bit more than yeah. than like watching United. Where I don't know, I'm just a bit more. I did I don't know how to way, it. when anyone scores a backheel goal at that end. I celebrate by going oh rather than, <laughs> rather than yeah, and I could have did it for Gibbs White obviously against Middlesbrough last season, and I did it for that oh like like a, yeah. like I mean like Italian football or something. <laughs> yeah, that that Alessio Russo goal is one of the best things I've ever seen live at a football match in terms of like it's just... one, you know what it's one of the most unique goals mm. that I think I've ever seen because. It, it's not a nutmeg, is it? Sorry, that's terrible. Uh, he's through the legs of the goalkeeper. Uh, with a <laughs> I, back think, I, think, I think they still call it Meg, so it's just it's fine. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. I, I call it Meg. call it Meg. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I never uh, even but, thought yeah, of that. I think like, the back heel to go through the legs of a goalkeeper is, yeah, I've never seen a goal like that, I don't think, at the top of my head anyway. Yeah, and, and as you say, very, very much uh, took me back to that Gibbs White goal against Borough, just in terms of, yeah, that... My reaction was the same, like just like, oh, I can't believe what I've just yeah. seen. Like that was outrageous. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was it was loud as well. Like being in mm. in the stadium, I, it reminded me. It made me feel like the Ipswich um, promotion game uh, under yeah. Wilder, just in terms of like, yeah. you know, you have a bit of a bit of jeopardy for maybe the first half, where it's like, oh, is this actually going to happen? And then it just becomes like a prolonged party. And yeah, I, I got to say, I got, you know, just felt myself getting a bit emotional hearing like Bramall Lane singing football's coming home. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. It's never really that like actually before, happening in my own, my yeah. own city, my own stadium. But um, yeah, just outside of that, you know, I, I, uh, I think it was on the, when would it have been? I think it was like the Friday before, um, before the first game at Bramall Lane. And I, I was um, picking my wife up from the station. He got loads of, like Dutch and Swedish fans milling around the day before the game, obviously yeah. arriving in Sheffield. And it was like, My mate, oh, when is... on the, on the day of the game, he went like he was going to the cinema and anything about football, and he will, he just found me goes, "Why is there loads of people in orange and yellow shirts?" Out? He thought like <laughs> a war had kicked off, and he's like, <laughs> and "No one had told him." It was like hand to hand combat. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we went to that, that. I took my daughter to, um, or we took my daughter, I should say, to that first game. Um, Netherlands, Sweden. Uh, it was her first ever football game. She's two years old, so I had no idea how she was going to react to it. But she, uh, yeah, not only did she stay awake, she was fascinated by the crowd and the, the clapping and singing and chanting and stuff. And yeah, we, we accidentally joined the Dutch fan parade that went down <laughs> from Dev Green to Bramall Lane. So we're walking along behind a... Uh, and that's know, what it's giant... about. I mean, you know, it's cliche, yeah. but that is what, it, yeah, if the women's game gets bigger and bigger, it needs people like you know, your daughter to, to enjoy moments like that. And that's how it's going to get bigger and better. Yeah. And uh, United, 
announced that the women's team, uh, United Women, that is going to play at Bramall Lane all their games mm. next season as well, yeah. which is fantastic. Cause, yeah, I'm definitely going to try yeah. and get to a few of those. I've not been, to be honest, which is uh, not something no, I'm me proud neither. Of, to be honest. It's just some, I've got to admit, it's just something that didn't, never interested me. I think like the lower level of football really brought it out in me, you know, this tournament as well. So it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and it's oh, so much easier to get to a Bromel Lane, and it's on a Sunday as well. And um, yeah, having taken my daughter to a football match now, I can you know pretty comfortably take her along to uh, United Women, I suppose. Yeah, you know? she's, she, she sat through it and was was into it. And wanted I've been playing for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, maybe the, the hardest part was because um, we, we take her to like a, a a football training kind of thing on on Sundays yeah. um, in the park, and the hardest part was trying to explain to her that. She wasn't allowed to go on and play because she was just sat there going, "My turn, my turn. <laughs> I want to go on the pitch. My turn." Like, no, <laughs> I'm afraid you're not <laughs> allowed to go on. on. He said a Russo, like <laughs> <laughs> two-year-old just entering the pitch in her England kit. Yeah, um, but no, I've absolutely loved it. Um, it's been a great tournament. Uh, it's. I, I think the the standard of the game has just come on, just absolutely massively. To be honest, and England particularly. Just so many ballers in that lineup, like you know, Leah Williamson, incredible passer from the back. And Kira Walsh is phenomenal to watch. Obviously, what was he said about Russo? You said she's like you like her. She's hard as oat, basically. I think yeah, you said, she's, didn't you? she's like everything I want McBurney to be in a striker, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a bit in love with Russo actually. Like I, said, I always like. <laughs> But I've told you a bit like privately, my dad is not a fan of Helen White. I don't know why. He just <laughs> just think, my shit team. And then when Russo, he goes, watch it when Russo comes on. Like, And then she came on, I was like, oh, actually, she's absolutely incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, who else? Oh, yeah, Millie Bright, obviously, a Sheffield lass. Um, Mary Earps, the goalkeeper. Like, mm. I still haven't seen a TV angle that properly does justice to how great that save was that she made. Yeah, at, um, fantastic. Yeah. At Bramall Lane. Like, like the whole ground gave her like a ten second standing ovation. It was just mm. actually being in the ground. You, it was just one of those where you're so certain it was a goal. It was like the kind of like the David Seaman save against Pesky Salido is what it made me think of. I mean, it's a different kind of save, obviously, but it's just like, well, that's just definitely a goal. And then she ends up saving it. Um, I really hope they win uh, on Sunday. That would be absolutely amazing. But even if they don't. I just had such an awesome time, and I think like the, for what he's done for the game, yeah, as is, it's already been a massive success. And I sound like one of those boring pundits, like Alan Shearer or something, but I think it is a fact in this case. I think it is just the everything that he set out to achieve, it has achieved. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a yeah a good tournament for you know spectacle and I guess the the game generally. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely get to some United Women games this season and hopefully um, I don't know hopefully include them a bit more in this podcast mm. as well um, which I yeah. think would be yeah a, a good thing to yeah. do and certainly something that I'm uh, motivated and interested in doing so uh, yeah there we go come on England um, tomorrow night but th- whatever happens uh, I'm, I'm so glad I was there for that semi-final because yeah as I said that was easily one of the coolest footballing experiences I've yeah. ever been uh, present for so awesome stuff right mate we, we've Nattered on for ages, of course. Um, you've been a busy bee. Do you want to yeah. get plugging before we oh, wrap up? I've got over to views from all the signings. I did a championship uh, view from, which I think is quite interesting, actually. Not to put them on trouble because they're not my views, obviously, but it's just how every championship team thinks uh, the season's going to go. Basically, everyone's getting in the playoffs and no one's getting out of my which is what we've sort of said here. Uh, and the pre match view from Watford will be out tomorrow. 
Oh, that that is proper season starts here. Yeah, so well, we're going to do it tonight. I normally do it on a Friday, but it just seems a little bit too early, like, you know, three days before, so... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Living with Maidling. Living with Maidling, uh, season three is finished. Uh, we ended on TV finales, which I think you listened to, actually, didn't you? Or at least... I did, yeah. Very, yeah. very much enjoyed it. There's some, uh, I, there's some I just wild finales to, out there. Yeah, I'd just advise anyone to look up the Biker Grow finale, even if you're not going to listen to our podcast. Well, I would advise people to listen to the podcast because uh, Liam's reaction to the Biker Grove finale Liam's is... furious with me for Biker Grove being such a bad ending, basically. <laughs> so I had to, I didn't write it. <laughs> it just ended up having like an in-depth discussion about like metaphysics and stuff. Quite, and yeah, it's like... it quite scientific, doesn't it? Talking about Biker Grove, you'd never think. But yeah, I uh, really enjoyed doing that. And we'll be back on that. I think we're doing wrestling next. So. Excellent stuff. Yeah, that is Living With Maidley and Roy's viewfrom.com, obviously. Uh, and we'll wrap it up there, mate. I think we're, we're going to meet up on Monday to watch the match in the yes. in the boozer, right? Yeah, that's right. Looking forward Fabulous to it. Fabulous stuff. Football is back. And uh, yeah, it's, it's like it never went away. Quickest. This is the quickest off-season, I can remember, to be honest. Probably aided by the women's Euros as well, I think, in terms of <laughs> yeah, giving me something to to, uh, to watch while I wait yeah. for United to get started again. Yep. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's hope for a good result on Monday. I will see you there. Thank you, as always, for your time, my friend. And, uh, yeah, I'll uh, catch up with you very soon. Thanks a lot, sir. Thank you.